think that social media for the mixed bag that it is, there's good and bad to it. But one of the things that it's really good at is helping us develop these light touches with a broader spectrum of people. It allows us to engage with a broader network than we would normally be able to. You are now tuned in to the Macy Muse Unplugged, a pop-up podcast variety show helping consultants along their journey to greatness with your host, management consultant, author, and blogger, Christy Lindor. Hey, my go-getters. Welcome to the Macy Muse Unplugged podcast show. I'm your host, Christy Lindor, thrilled to be bringing you episode 40, and today we're going to be doing a Quick Wins interview. If this is your first time tuning in, Quick Wins is when I have the opportunity to connect with individuals discussing products, ideas, or services to help round out your consulting toolkit. So today's guest, we've got David J.P. Fisher. A little bit about J.P. He is a consultant, a business coach, and an author. He's got a really great book called Hyperconnected Selling. And we go deep today in talking about social selling and networking in a digital world. And David really provides a lot of key insights of his experiences as a consultant, the importance of networking, why networking is really the key to unlocking a lot of doors to professional success. And I think what you'll enjoy about my conversation with David is that he really brings down to earth tactical ways that you can begin to really elevate your social selling game today in a way that's manageable, that's realistic. And so we have a really great conversation about that. Also, go-getters, David provides some resources and more insights on his website. He actually created a landing page just for our go-getters for the podcast. So we'll add the links in the show notes, but we definitely want to check that out and check out his book. I had a chance to read Hyperconnected Selling, and it's really a timeless reference guide. So I definitely think you will enjoy my conversation with David today. Also, go-getters, wanted to share a quick announcement and I've been holding this news for months now, and I'm really thrilled to now be able to announce that I'm actually going to be doing my first TEDx talk in a month. I'm very excited about that. And so I will be, I am a confirmed speaker for TEDx Zaragoza in Spain. And no, it's my talk is not in Spanish, go-getters. <laughs> That's usually the first question people ask me when they hear about it. But I'm actually gonna be talking about the topic of organizational cultures. I wrote a blog post, I wanna say back last fall, and it actually went viral on my blog. And it's funny because when I look at the other blog posts on my website, they've got you know under 100 hits or so, and then this one post has like over 100,000 hits, so it's just pretty remarkable. But I wrote about organizational cultures, the blog post went viral, and here I am. I'm now doing a TEDx talk on it. So I'm super thrilled to be sharing this news with you go-getters. Not only the book launch most recently, but now this TEDx talk, and I can't wait to share the video with you. And so what I'll do for today's notes, I'll actually put a link to the actual blog post. 
and let me know what you think about it. I actually get emails. I've gotten over hundreds of emails since I posted it and I still continue to get emails today because unfortunately what I talk about resonates with so many people. And I wanna actually start to continue the conversation. So we'll talk about the TEDx talk. I actually still owe you all an episode on how to give a TED talk. I've had a couple of past guests that were TEDx speakers as well. So I think I may do a little bit of a TEDx roundtable once I've done my talk. So don't worry, I still remember, we're still gonna do that episode, but I wanna make sure that, you know, I really put some real dedication to that. So stay tuned for that. So with that, let's get started. So David, welcome to the Misi Muse Unplugged. How are you doing today? I am living the dream. Excited to be here. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And what part of the world are you in right now, David? I am in my home base in Chicago, Illinois. Well, thank you again for being on the show. So maybe before we get started with today's conversation, if you can just introduce yourself to the go-getters of the Misi Muse Unplugged. Sure. Again, my name is David J.P. Fisher, and that is way too long. So pretty much everybody calls me D-Fish, which is a nickname I picked up when I was playing in a band in an earlier incarnation of my life. But for the last almost 13 years, I've run a consulting firm called Rockstar Consulting, where I've been a professional business coach, sales trainer. And over the last few years, I've written a number of books, including Networking in the 21st Century, Why Your Network Sucks and What to Do About It. And we just released Hyperconnected Selling. And I got my start actually in the sales and entrepreneurship world coming right out of college. I ran a sales company here in Chicago for a company called Cutco, which many people are familiar with. We sold kitchen knives and took the experiences that I developed there and continued on through my career in, as I said, in sales and entrepreneurship. And today I coach professionals. I do a lot of speaking and training around the country and the world, which is a lot of fun. And I write books, which is also a lot of fun as well. So that's me in a nutshell. So David, you have a really impressive background. I was looking at the number of books you've written. Maybe before we get started, I actually today definitely want to talk to you about your book, Hyperconnected Selling. I've been reading it and it's got some really, really great insights. But before we get into that, maybe you can take us a step back and tell us how did you kind of get started in your career and what are you doing today? Sure. I like many entrepreneurs am an accidental entrepreneur. I didn't go to college going, hey, you know what? I want to run a professional development firm. I, as I had mentioned, was running an office here in my early 20s for Cutco Cutlery, interviewing and training sales reps, which was really exciting. I had an opportunity to interview over 10,000 people in my time there. So kind of a baptism by fire for sure. But then went into sales management for the kind of corporate side of things, worked for Brinks Security, was one of their sales managers here in the Chicago area and did that for a year and realized that great company, but I'm definitely kind of an independent person. And so that's why, you know, when I left there, I was like, what do I really like to do? And one of the things that really stood out was I like to sell people on themselves. I like to sell people on their opportunities. And I really found that there was a need for people who could be coaches but not just in that rah, rah, I believe in you type of format, but really combining some of that positive thinking, but also the straight, what you might call business consulting, really looking at how to dive into profit and loss statements and sales processes and marketing processes and operations. And so that's really, I said, gosh, almost 13 years ago, that's where I got my start working with really small business owners, entrepreneurs. I work with a lot of solopreneurs, people who are you know, in 2008, 
there was a little bit of an economic hiccup and all of a sudden there's a lot of people who were out on their own. And so it was really helping those people understand how to build a business, but also balance that with living a good life and all the things that came along with that. So that's kind of how, again, I fell into this career path, but it's been pretty awesome. And given the breadth of people that you've connected with or come across in your journey, what would you say is is a surprising kind of aha moment you've had over the course of your career? Just one. <laughs> I, you know, I think the biggest aha moment that I've had that's affected me personally, but I've seen it with a lot of my clients, whether that's a solopreneur or a large organization, is actually that we overcomplicate so much of our lives, personally and professionally. But we often think that there's this magic pill that we just don't have access to, that once we get it, we're going to be successful. And you know, after talking to many, many successful people, what I've really realized is that there's no secrets to success. You know, There's no tricks to the trade that you have to learn. You just have to learn the trade. And you just show up every day and you put the work in. It's not always glamorous. It's not always exciting. It's not always sexy. But the people that do the basics, the foundational work, day in and day out are the ones that are really successful long-term. And that's been, it was really an eye-opening thing as I saw that my own personal journey as a professional, but also as something that I've now seen and hope to share with many of the clients that I work with too. I think you're definitely spot on. I have the same philosophy as well about doing really basic stuff remarkably well as one key driver for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no secrets to success. Just keep working. Right. So this is great. I want to pivot, David, and talk a little bit about networking and social selling. Maybe for the go-getters, I think it'd be great for them to hear kind of your definition of networking. And also, you know, what is social selling? I know I hear it from time to time as well. And and how do you work both, you know, the networking and social selling to come together? How do you do that? That's a great question. So let's start with networking because that I think is really a foundational part of professional success in today's world. And I think most people have a complete misconception about what networking really is. You know, I do have kind of my definition, my dictionary definition that I use in my books. And it's networking is building a web of relationships with others for mutual support and finding business solutions. That's kind of my boring technical answer. But really what networking is all about is it's about building relationships with other people not only to find opportunities for ourselves, but also to help those around us be successful. And I think that networking has always been a key way that we as humans have created success. You know, it's how we find our, our spouses, our significant others. It's how we often find our first jobs. It's how we decide where to go to school and you know, how we find the new bands that we like. But I think what we've really seen over the last let's say 100 years, is the importance of doing this relationship building and going to our networks purposefully and intentionally in a way that, again, we can find the solutions to the business challenges we have, whether that's finding a new job, whether that's finding a new client, whatever it might be, but also really helping to make sure everybody is successful. And one of the things that I really have seen, and it's actually what we talked about in, in the first book, uh, Networking the 21st Century, is that human beings aren't inherently designed for networking. We're, our brains are really designed just to know a few people, not hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and there's some science that shows the advantages of networks do come into play when they are bigger. So there's this tension. And I think that social media, for the mixed bag that it is, there's good and bad to it. But one of the things that it's really good at 
is helping us develop these light touches with a broader spectrum of people. It allows us to engage with a broader network than we would normally be able to. And that's really where this idea of social selling comes in. Social selling was this idea of using social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, even like texting and stuff like that. It was the idea of bringing that into the sales process. And when social media was brand new, that was, you know, very risque and crazy. And oh my gosh, you know, you can't sell anything just because you tweeted somebody. But what I think it's really evolved to is the idea of integrating social platforms and digital platforms into the relationship building that we do on a professional basis. So I don't think it's about just using, let's say, LinkedIn to do all of your business relationships. But it's melding them together. It's meeting somebody at a conference, let's say, and then following up with them and connecting on LinkedIn. And then you see each other a little bit. And then maybe you connect on Twitter and you see that they're a fan of Star Wars, which is coming out. And you're like, oh, I'm a Star Wars fan too. And then you have this engagement back and forth. And then you go back offline, you run into another conference. And that relationship is so much stronger because of the online engagement, right? That's really where I see not only networking, but social selling and social media and sales and career development. They're all wrapped up together. It really is kind of a a holistic system, right? That's kind of how I define and, and look at those ideas. I like how you mentioned social selling as a holistic component of networking. One thing, David, you know, given kind of your experience in this space, what are some common mistakes that individuals may make when they're building their network or when they're social selling? And how can they overcome them? Well, how many hours do we have, right? (laughs) So here's the place that I start with everybody is to let them know that networking is something that is worth your time. It is a valuable use of your time. It shouldn't be an additive thing that you think of every once in a while. I like to call networking a lifestyle choice, right? And one of the biggest mistakes people make with their careers, and this is this goes if you're in a large organization looking to move up, if you're looking to be independent and find new clients, most people only think about networking and relationships when they need something, when they're desperate. And the problem is others can smell desperation a mile away, right? It's that person who we meet the first time and they're already asking us for something. So the biggest thing I could tell people is if you are in a place where you don't need something from your network, from your relationships, you're not looking for a promotion, you're not looking for a new job, you're not looking for a client or a partner or a vendor, that is the time where you should invest in others, right? So if you don't need something, give. Find ways that you can connect and help other people out. So that's the first thing is it's not just something to think about when you want help but it should be part of what you're doing on a a regular basis. The next biggest kind of tactical error I see people make, especially when we look at that idea of social media or social selling, is that we forget that there is this aspect of ourselves that is available 24-7 to anybody who wants to Google us, right? We have who we are as a person, but then we have this digital presence. We have this brand that is always available and often precedes us. A story that I mentioned in the book, Hyperconnected Selling, is the story of how I met my wife. And we met in a very traditional offline setting. We were actually salsa dancing. But we ended up, uh, I got her number. We were texting back and forth. We went on a, a first date. It was great. And I think it was actually the third date that, that she then goes, oh, I Googled you. I found your blog. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, hopefully she'll keep going out with me. And my blog was very professionally based. I have a pretty significant 
footprint online because I do a lot of work there. So I felt comfortable about that. But we have to understand that all of us have that presence. We have a LinkedIn profile. We have Facebook activity that follows us or tweets or the time we were interviewed for the college newspaper back when we were in college or whatever it might be, or we did a blog for our consulting firm. We have to remember that that is a huge part of how people are going to be influenced when they engage with us. And so it makes sense to spend some time making sure that you present yourself in the best light. You can't control what other people think of you, but you can control the information that's out there that they're going to use when they decide how they feel about you. And I think that more than anything else is an important step to take that most people, by the way, can take right away today, tomorrow, Google yourself, spend some time on your LinkedIn profile, whatever it is, make sure that you're putting the foot forward that you want to put. So those are two things I could keep going, but I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> no, those are great. Those are great, David. And as you were talking, another thing that comes to mind is kind of a misconception. I actually see with some of my mentees is the fact that they think of networking as kind of like working out, right? So it's kind of, it's this thing, you know, you got to do it. It's good for you. But, you know, it's this big boil the ocean type of activity. <laughs> right. And in your book, Hyperconnected Selling, You've got a quote that I I really, really love. And then the quote, it has, if you have built a relationship with at least one other person up to this point in your life, you already have the foundation for success. And I so love that because I think it really crystallizes the fact that it's not this big activity you got to like put time aside and do. So maybe you could just elaborate on that thought and share some other insights. One of the biggest challenges that people run into is exactly what you're talking about. This idea that networking is this separate activity that we have to engage in, that we have to put effort and work into. The reality is all of us are already in a network, right? We're in a web of relationships. Unless you live under a rock, right? Unless you're a hermit, you know, you're in a cave and you don't talk to anybody, you're already within this network. All I think that separates people who are really successful is that they're intentional about it, right? They do put in some of those basic foundational activities. And whether that's going to some networking events or reaching out to people, having some conversations, I tell people this all the time. I go to very few quote unquote networking events anymore. I've been doing this for a while. When I first got started out, I didn't know a lot of people. Sure, I went to those events. Now, my favorite thing to do is grab cups of coffee with people, right? Or a quick phone call. Hey, how you doing? I like the chance to get to know people a little more deeper. It's just That just works well for me and for my personality. There's not one way of building a relationship that works. And so that's what I mean by that. Just understand you already have the human-to-human skills. We all do. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have some opportunities to improve because we all do, whether that's maybe listening a little bit better or talking a little bit less, whatever it might be. But don't make it seem like a mountain that has to be scaled. It's just about, again, being a little more deliberate, a little more intentional with your current relationship building and having a lot of fun. A lot of my quote unquote networking, my wife to this day laughs because I'm like, I'm going to go network. And she's like, no, you're going to go hang out with your friend, Jim. I'm like, well, no, we're going to just hang out. And I like Jim, but we also talk business too. So it works. It's just a much more fun way of going through life, in my opinion. Now available on Amazon, management consultant and author Christy Lindor shares career secrets based on 15 years of experience working at top firms in a new book called The Me-C Muse. A hundred plus selected practices, unwritten rules and habits of great consultants. 
The Misi News provides insights, stories and strategies on the unwritten rules of the consulting profession. Christie conducted research and connected with 50-plus industry titans across 27 professional service organisations on what makes a great consultant. For book reviews, tour dates and more info, go to www.misinews.us. With the new year upon us, a lot of people are probably looking at doing some New Year's resolutions, and I'm sure networking is probably on the top of that list for the ambitious go-getters out there. If the listeners are hearing you and they're like, this is great, I definitely want to you know, start to really take my network to the next level. I want to get into some social selling. You've given a lot of tips here. What's the one thing that, the one small thing that they can start to do like right now to begin that process? I'm going to cheat and I'm going to do two things. Number one, I mentioned the LinkedIn profile before that right now is the home base for your online presence. If I Google your name and your company or your name and your city, your LinkedIn profile will come up in the top three. Don't look at it as a resume. Look at the LinkedIn profile as your personal professional website. And so think about using it again, not as a resume, but as a place to tell your career story. And Look at it from that lens and go, am I telling the story that I want? And if not, spend the hour or two and make it look good for 2018. The other thing I'll say is figure out one activity that you're comfortable with that you can do on a weekly basis and make yourself do that. Whether it's going to one networking event, whether it's reaching out to one potential partner or client or just somebody that you'd like in your network, whether it's writing somebody an email whether it's adding people to an online network that you're in like LinkedIn or Twitter, just have, again, one activity that you do every week. Because I tell people this all the time, if you have a cup of coffee with one person a week, in a year, you've made 52 new connections. I mean, that's going to blow your network out of the water. It's going to be fantastic. So those are my two tips. Love it. So my last question, I realized that I've continued to mention your book, Hyperconnected Selling, but we didn't get a chance to talk about that. So my last question for you today, David, maybe you can share with us a little bit about that book. And if go-getters are interested in either connecting with you or getting a chance to take a look at your book, we'll put it in the show notes, go-getters, but would love for you to kind of give a little bit more about the book and how people can reach out to you. Sure. Hyperconnected Selling is my most recent book. And really it's looking at everything we've been talking about. How does the combination of the digital world and the offline world, how can we navigate that to build better relationships and find business success? One of the things that I think has really changed is because we are in an age of information overload, the way that we influence people has to change the value that we bring. And you know, selling is in the title, but the reality is no matter whether or not selling or sales is in your quote unquote job title, we're all salespeople, right? Whether again, it's getting new clients for our own business or firm that we work for, whether it's just selling our ideas internally, we're all selling. And one of the things I think is so important is that we look at the idea of influence long-term. We look at how we build relationships, how we establish trust and expertise early on. So instead of trying to convince people by having a clever trick to get them to agree with us. I think it's about establishing trust. And then when we have that trust, using the expertise and knowledge that we have to help the people in our world make better decisions about the challenges that they're facing and the possible solutions to them. Because really, when you think about what consulting is, that's exactly what it is. It's selling people 
on solutions to their challenges. So that's basically what I'm talking about in hyper-connected selling. We look at it strategically. It's also got a lot of great tactical ideas as well. Of course, I am biased. And you can find all of my books on Amazon. It's a little website. Most of your uh, listeners have probably heard of it. But there's also a landing page specifically for all of you go-getters. It's davidjpfisher.com slash podcast slash M-E-C-E-M-U-S-E. That's Meese Muse. And that has access to a lot of my material, including a chance to download something that I've put together, which I really like. It's a report that I call 19 Ways to Improve Your Network Immediately. And I gave you two tips today. It's got 17 more. So I would definitely go check that out as well. You can always connect with me on Twitter, DFishRockstar. I'm on that a lot. I mentioned LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash in slash IMDFish. That's I-A-M-D-F-I-S-H. Whew, there we go. <laughs> well, David, this was an absolute pleasure having you on the show. I actually would love to have you come back. You've just took up so much experience and you've got a lot of different books. I feel like we can talk for days, but would love to have you join us back on the show if you come back. Absolutely. Name the day and time and I'm there. Great. Well, thank you, David. And thank you, Michael Getters, for tuning in today. This is Christy Lindor signing out for the Misi Muse Unplugged Pop-Up Podcast. Here's to your journey to greatness. Tune in every Friday for new episodes syndicated on iTunes, Google Play Music, and many more. Visit www.misimuse.com for more information.